I'm lucky to be alive. I've been in loads of really bad situations. People have tried to kill me with machetes. There was a price on my head in Malawi. Like someone wanted me dead that bad that they were willing to like pay, you know? Hi everyone. So I'm with Jesse Clark. Hi everyone. And we were meant to film this podcast March time. Something like that. Yeah. It wasn't working out and you're only here for like another eight days and you're back off to Tanzania. Yeah. So thank yeah. you so much for your time. No, no, no. Thank you. And I just want to say before we start this episode as well, we're going to be talking a lot about female genital mutilation, quite triggering stuff, quite deep subjects. So yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for your time. No, it's because a Because you've only got eight days in the UK, don't you? Yeah, yeah, landed three days ago, I've got six more days, okay. and then I fly off to Tanzania. Well, thank you. We were supposed to film this in March. I think I was being a bit last minute. Oh, okay, like, oh. okay. But no, we're here now, so... Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think the work that you do is absolutely incredible. Like, it's beautiful, especially, like, I think we were talking about this a bit earlier, but you're a 28-year-old guy. It's not really normal for a 28-year-old guy to sort of go out and help in such a big cause and such a huge issue that's going on in this world yeah yeah so obviously if people don't know that you work a lot with young girls who've been dealing with or about you prevent them as well or save them from female genital mutilation yeah yeah so uh, I, the way i kind of package it mm. is i i fight against female genital mutilation yeah. and child marriage and and the fight encompasses so many different things um there's like the educational side of it like going into villages and educating people about it there's the physical like fighting mm. um i've had like loads of fights in no, Africa. physical fights yeah yeah oh yeah gosh. yeah i don't go anywhere without my knife like in tanzania yeah and malawi yeah 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 i'm lucky to be alive like i've been in loads of really bad situations yeah yeah oh my God. yeah there was a price on my head in malawi like I, I can't remember who but someone like wanted me dead that bad that they were willing to like pay you know There's, oh my god yeah yeah where was that just outside the capital city of malawi in lilongwe in a in a small village called chitedze like 30 minutes out from lilongwe the capital oh my god yeah but I'm fine, yeah. And that just shows the lengths you'll go to to save these girls and how much it means to you. So for people yeah. who don't know, what is female genital mutilation? Um, female genital mutilation is what it sounds like. It's it's literally <clears throat> mutilating the... Um, I've been corrected on this because I used to say vagina, but... Vulva. I, yeah, vulva. Yeah. Um, which is like the outside, right? The vagina is the mm. inside, yeah. So there's like four different types or there's even more than four different types but the the if you google it you'll come you'll find four different types and um there it can be just cutting the clitoris off which like just alone is horrendous you know like i don't have a clitoris obviously but uh i know that there's like thousands more nerve endings in a clitoris than like a penis and then it can be cutting the clitoris and the labia minora and like just like every, and type four is like literally just cutting it off completely and then sewing it up and depending on where you are like in Somalia they'll just stitch you up with a thorn you know like thorns so it's yeah it's like it's like probably the most barbaric thing that human beings still do you know? why do they do that because I'm currently like I'm I tutor with little children mm. and part of our training we had to actually learn about this yeah 
and I don't I've never understood why so that's obviously the number one question that comes to everyone's mind why do they do it and it's a totally valid question um, I don't want to make it a real like us and them thing in the sense of like us western people with our developed brain we can't understand why they, I don't want to say it like that but um, okay look I'll tell you some reasons so for example in Somalia mm. um, a lot of people in Somalia do it because they believe that when a woman is giving birth to a baby if the baby's head touches the clitoris the baby will die that is how so without trying to insult them that is how stupid that way of thinking is and that is how kind of uneducated a lot of them are in the more like Arab countries because like a lot of people don't know this but Egypt uh, 90% of married women have been cut and like no one knows that um, and so in the more Arab countries like Egypt the reason they do it a lot of people say is because they believe that for example if a woman is in a car not even driving but just in a car like as a passenger driving along the bumps in the road will cause vibrations into her body which will go to her clitoris which will turn her on and urge her to go and cheat on her husband so they remove that risk by removing oh the clitoris yeah yeah so we we can't comprehend those reasons because for us they're just unacceptable reasons like to to do that um there's no health benefits whatsoever it's yeah yeah oh my god but it, it varies in tanzania where i've spent most of my time it's it's uh like a so it's not every tribe in tanzania there are 120 tribes mm -hmm. and um as far as i know there are only two or three tribes that practice it but within those two or three tribes there are millions of people mm. um so the maasai tribe they're like the most famous tribe in africa you know the ones like they're tall and they jump and mm. um so the maasai practice fgm and the courier tribe mm. so the courier tribe um is like most of the girls in the safe house that i'm with every mm. day most of them are courier um and simply the men the courier men and 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 um, Maasai men they just won't marry a girl who's not cut and um, the life of a, of a young female is you need to get married so like if parents have a daughter all they're thinking about is when she's gonna get married when she's gonna get married because they get cows you know um, so yeah it's just as obviously it will go further than this but it really is like a simple case you, you, it's like you don't really need to look any further in my opinion than right the men are so marriage is the demand mm. the girls have to get married um and the men who marry the girls demand that they're cut so like it's not the men doing the cutting it's always a woman who actually cuts but it's the men who are demanding it you know so yeah i've had several conversations with um men in tanzania uh about it and well, some of them are like willing to change their minds. Some of them are just like, "Can I swear on this?" Yeah. Some of them are just like, "Fuck off," you know. Like it's almost resulted in a fight. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Because I've heard about the stitching, and I thought it was to prevent and protect the girls from rape. That's what I used to think it was. Uh, but no, no it's uh, it's a different. It's like completely different. It's no. As far as I know, it's just literally to stitch up the wound because it when you cut the the vulva. It leaves a wound so it needs to be stitched up just like if it was your arm so no it's not to prevent rape no 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 well I've never heard that uh, you might have 
found that in some research you've done and I might not know about that but f from all the time I've spent in Tanzania ar around FGM I've never heard that once you're not Tanzanian you're not M Malawian is that what it is yeah you've yeah. gone there solely to help all these girls like what does it mean to you also before I ask that actually how did you find out about that this was going <clears> on so because I only found out about it probably through you yeah like you educated me on it I knew about child marriage like for a few years um probably like three or four years ago so yeah. i was like 24 20 25 and then the way i heard about fgm i was actually um just like scrolling on instagram one day and i saw like a short video it's called in the name of your daughter it's it's produced by a, a french canadian lady called giselle portenier and um it's a long movie but there's a two minute trailer and it popped up on like i don't know if it was facebook at the time or twitter or whatever and it's just a short two minute video of like these young girls story of, of um, like how they run away from home and they're trying to escape being cut and some of them have been cut and, it, and it's in Tanzania it says like in Tanzania thousands of girls are running away and blah 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 so then it was just on my mind um, after seeing that video and I posted that video at the time it was like three years ago now or something I posted that video on my Instagram and I didn't know anyone who was in the video it didn't have any names of people or organizations or anything like that and then amazingly I went to Tanzania later to try and find out more about FGM and I ended up meeting the very people that were in that video oh my god yeah the young girls so mm. all the girls in my kind of TikTok videos now they are the girls who were in this movie um, but I didn't know that I was like gonna meet them, you know. Mm. It was just totally kind of random. Oh so it was a kind of really, it was a really amazing moment when I met them because I was like, oh my god, I I watched a movie about you girls like a year ago, and and now I'm with you. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Since I was a kid, since I was eight years old, I've just had this like obsession with Africa, and because um, it started when yeah, when I was eight years old, and I watched a program on TV with my mum. Um, you know one of those like Red Nose Day programs or yeah, Children cool, in Need where like David Beckham and S Club 7 yeah, 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 go yeah. out to Africa so I don't know what country it was in but um, and you're half African aren't you you're Egyptian yeah technically yeah it's a funny one because like Egyptians barely consider themselves as African and Africans don't right. consider Egyptians African okay. so I don't really consider myself half African mm. I, I was born in the UK yeah, yeah, yeah. but um yeah so since that moment I, I like I cried watching that program and um, and I just said to my mum like why have those kids got nothing and I've got everything I don't understand so since then I've just had this love for like Africa and yeah. and then watching movies like have you seen Blood Diamond? No I haven't. It's a big movie with Leonardo DiCaprio okay. and um, it's based around the um, civil war in Sierra Leone mm. like years ago and just watching movies like that where like you see like young kids like suffering in Africa like child soldiers and stuff that like touched my heart and uh, and I've just said my whole life like I have to go to Africa and help people that's amazing yeah and before we recorded <clears throat> this episode I was telling you a little bit about the questions I've got for you and yeah. I kept referring to it as genital mutilation yeah and you corrected me like Grima, just before we start like it's female genital mutilation so why is it so important to do it so because you educated me on that I didn't yeah know it's simply because um, female genital mutilation is so different it's you can't even talk about it in the same um, sentence as male circumcision because um, FGM female genital mutilation is often um, referred to as F FGC female mm. genital cutting um, so it, it's female genital mutilation and male genital mutilation mm. but they're completely different I'm circumcised myself I was three weeks old mm. and uh, and 
I'm sure you know, but like circumcising a male, it's like literally just. Uh, I'm not saying I'm for or against male circumcision, but it's literally just cutting uh, like a, a small piece of skin. Yeah. It, it's it's almost like it, it doesn't matter that kind of piece of skin really. Um, whereas female genital mutilation is cutting through like millions of nerves, nerve endings, and 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 the practice has no health benefits like i said earlier whereas male circumcision there's a strong argument um that it has health benefits you know it's cleaner mm. for a man to be cut i don't know the statistics around how many young boys die from male circumcision yeah. but i know it's considerably less than how many girls die or have serious like um side effects from female genital mutilation yeah. so it's just it's just a completely different thing and a lot of the time FGM activists like myself or like other people we get criticized like what people commenting on TikTok why aren't you talking about male circumcision and I just simply say it's a completely different thing and that is like saying to someone why are you fighting for breast cancer but not for testicular cancer like it just sounds stupid you know like if you want to fight for the rights of young boys to not be cut then you fight for that but my fight is the girls and it's completely different yeah and before, at the beginning, you mentioned that it's usually the women who do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know why, but um, maybe it's like the same kind of reason that, like, in an airport, when a woman gets searched, it's a woman doing the search. Oh, right. Maybe it's that kind of thing. But, but then wouldn't they... They've obviously probably been through that. Oh, yeah. That's what I don't get. Do they not want to break that curse, that mm. generational thing? No, well, there's... It's a business as well. You know, the, the circums... Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? The circumcisers get paid, you know? So it's not a lot. Um, but yeah, they get paid, um, so it's like a business for them, and uh, and there is a wasp in the car. Don't Sorry. freak out. No, you, no, no, I'm fine. Uh, do you want to open the yeah, door yeah, so that it can go out? <laughs> I'm so stupid. What the hell? Go on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy to think that yeah, the women the women have been through it, and they and they still do it themselves. But I don't know. Stick together and like want to fight to like. Well, some are fighting, you okay. know, and, you know, yeah, not not every person on the planet, obviously, is pro-FGM. There are plenty of people who are against it and fighting against it, and they're the people that I'm with in yeah. Tanzania. I know that you've been travelling in South America. Yeah. So what was your original plan? You were meant to be there for like eight months travelling or something? Oh, not eight months, no, but, um, so I got back from Tanzania in January this yeah. year, and, um... I was really just like tired from my time in Tanzania. I'd been there for six months this time around and I was just like fed up, like drained, uh, like maybe mentally, but definitely physically. Understandably. Yeah, and I just wanted to chill out and I just wanted a break. So yeah, I, I, I just said, right, I'm just gonna go to South America. I'd always wanted to um, go to South America. And you speak Spanish fluently. Yeah, so yeah, I speak Spanish. Um, so yeah, the, the initial plan was like uh, maybe go for three, four months, mm. like Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, Cuba, all these different countries. Mm. Um, and I initially went to Argentina, had a great time. But then after like four weeks or so, I, uh, I well, I had I, I always FaceTime the girls in Tanzania. I bought the staff at the safe house smartphones, not so that I could FaceTime them, but I bought them smartphones and we can FaceTime. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was like on a call with the girls and. They were just like, Jesse, we need you. We want you back. Like, why aren't you here? And uh, I just felt really bad and sad. Um, and uh, I just said, okay, I'm going to like cut this South America trip short and like 
come back home and, be, and then yeah you yeah. put it on your story you're like guys i've had a change of heart because you informed all of your followers that you were going away for like ages you're yeah. doing the whole tour and then suddenly you're like i need to go back and then yeah. also I know that you went to the airport, you had some trouble at the airport, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So you had to pay like £800 up front for a new ticket or something. Yeah. And there was a point where you said you literally wanted to cry because you could have used that money yeah. for the girls in the safe house. Yeah, yeah. And so like you've cut your whole, you know, dream of going to South America, that kind of thing, short. So how much did the girls mean to you? That you were willing to do all that? You were almost crying at the airport because you could have used that money elsewhere. Yeah. Um, they mean everything to me. Like, um, I, you know, I don't have kids of my own yet uh, I don't have any like responsibilities uh, you know I don't have like a wife girlfriend anything like that um, so like the girls are just my life you know uh, I I just love them so much like for example in the one safe house that I go to all the time now there are 96 girls oh, the number wow. the number changes all the time because girls leave and girls come but um, I know all 96 of them for example right now I know all their first names second names i know where they're from i know their stories like each one of them and yeah like i'd do anything for them and like i've, I've done everything for them you know i yeah and you speak yeah. the language you speak to them in swahili yeah yeah how did you learn that because we were talking about that earlier and you like it was easier for you to learn swahili than it was for the spanish yeah 100 as an english speaker yeah 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 swahili is such an amazing language and it's so easy i learned it in about i became fully conversational in like five months oh my god yeah um oh yeah and although like spanish is from the latin family mm. and it's like a lot more similar to english than swahili or well, swahili's completely the, different yeah no masculine feminine verbs and that yeah, yeah yeah um it's just so much easier it makes so much sense the language and uh, it's such a beautiful language and and i just learned, everyone asked me how did i learn and yeah. just from being around the girls every day just from being in tanzania you weren't doing duolingo or no 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 <laughs> no i before i went out to tanzania i downloaded the duolingo yeah. app and like did a few minutes of it and i was like this is shit i can't i can't learn like you this you need to speak it in real life yeah 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 people when it comes to learning languages people are like always really impressed at like how I've learned really yeah, quickly which I is was. which is nice yeah but I think people like put this mental barrier in front of themselves and like oh my god a new language Swahili um, how, like how do you learn that and people don't realize that if you just like go to a place um, I know not everyone has the opportunity to just go to a new country but if you want to learn a language and you just like dedicate your time mm. to it then uh, then you're gonna learn it yeah yeah I wasn't taking classes or anything so I wasn't actually like dedicating my time mm. to it but I had to speak it because a lot of the girls don't speak English um, so did you have so like a translator for the initially oh yeah initially like I had a translator yeah. yeah and some of the girls speak English some of the older girls um, but yeah then I eventually got to a point where I didn't need a translator and actually a, a really in what I find incredible story is so I told you um, there are 120 tribes in Tanzania yeah. or more. So and a lot of the girls are from the Kuria tribe. So where I am in Tanzania, where I go is really rural. You know, it's not mm. near a big city or anything like that. Um, so a lot of the time when girls come to the safe house, they've come. We say like Kijijin Sana. It means like Maisha ya Kijijin. It means like village life. Mm. Like they they've grown up like without electricity but they also have grown up without speaking Swahili the, the official language of Tanzania they just speak their tribal mm. language so plenty of times girls came to the safe house and they didn't speak any Swahili oh my god yeah they just spoke their their tribal language mm. so I was teaching them Swahili like 
Tanzanian people and I'm like English but I was teaching oh them Swahili yeah and then you also teach them English in Swahili yeah I've seen that as well. yeah and Spanish yeah oh to, God, to the older cool. ones yeah yeah oh, amazing yeah your tattoo? You got a tattoo? Oh, my tattoo, yeah. I don't know if the camera's going to see it. You can't really... I'll do like a close-up later. Okay. Yeah. It, what does it say? It says, Piga Vita u Keketaji, which literally translates to... Um, well, Piga Vita means fight war, and u Keketaji is female genital mutilation. So, but when you put the sentence together to make sense, it means fight against female genital mutilation. I'm literally, I'm, I'm a cryer, but I'm so dehydrated that nothing's coming uh, out. Like, this has been so, yeah, water. thank you. Yeah. Um, Have there been lazy questions so far? No, no, <laughs> the questions are really good. The questions are really good. Um, yeah, yeah, I just like, I don't know, I, I just wanted to get it tattooed on me. Like, for me as like you know for me and it because it means so much to me but also like and especially like the positioning I got it because you know when I go when I'm in Tanzania and I'm meeting people and talking about FGM or if I'm going into a village to like I don't know whatever I do mm. if I'm shaking like a man's hand he's gonna see that on my arm and he's gonna know like okay this Mzungu that means mm. white man is not here to fuck around like he's mm. like yeah so does that scare you? What does no, that scare me? Just like you know like, that that power. I don't know. No, no, no. Like I need to, you know. Uh, I think later you mentioned you want to maybe touch on like masculine, feminine energy mm. and stuff like that. Love it. Um, but without intentionally going down there right now, like um, I am a strong masculine guy. I don't need to like prove it in any way, but out in Tanzania I uh, and I have to be and and uh, like one couldn't do what I do whilst being like a kind of feminine-ish man like you're probably more feminine when you're with the girls right you've got that nurse yeah of, of course but like I guess like, I could just I could just put it really simply like I know how to fight like I I and I, I can see that. yeah like what does it say well this says live free or die but if you say, if you, especially in like a country like the UK, if you say something like "I know how to fight" or what, it, it could make you seem like a, I don't know, like a, <laughs> no, or someone who's like trying to be a tough guy. But yeah, I have to fight in Tanzania. Like you know, people have tried to kill me with machetes. Like so, I have to be strong and violent and oh aggressive. God, is, that, is it not scary? Mm, I don't get scared of things i'm scared of snakes in tanzania oh fuck that i, I can't do that i've got yeah. a phobia i've, I've got killed phobia i've for... killed six snakes have you good yeah. well, I, mean, I hate them <laughs> I, I would i would prefer not to kill animals <laughs> but um i had to i had like yeah. they were gonna bite the girls and stuff so but um oh my god i can feel my body wanting to cry like because it just it means like I'm yeah so yeah but i've cried in every podcast episode i've done pretty really? much yeah because i've got really yeah okay this one okay. should be like the most tears but i'm dehydrated can drink more like, but yeah no i have to fight i have to be strong you know like yeah yeah oh my god and then also with like child marriage mm. i think one of your most viral videos is pinned on your tiktok isn't it Mm-hmm. It's you speaking to a woman, so she's a translator, and then there's a man there. There's a group of men. Group yeah, of men. they're all from the Maasai tribe. They're very tribal. Yeah. So they're all for child marriage, and they believe in it, and they channel that sort of thing. Yeah, and they do it. Yeah, yeah. So 
if I'm honest, I really admired how calm you were. You were asking, like, you weren't getting triggered because obviously that's such a huge thing that I would feel very. I would have to leave the conversation. I can't lie. I yeah. have to leave. I couldn't. Like, yeah. you were sat there, just like, so why do you think it's like you really yeah. wanted to understand where it's coming from? Yeah, yeah. How did you stay so calm? Uh, Especially because it's something that means so much to you. Well, um, a few minutes before that footage of me sat with the men, well, maybe an hour before it. Uh, so I was by myself there, you know, like, um, and and someone was recording for me, and and uh, I had this translator. She was my Airbnb host, so the lady sitting next to me, she's my Airbnb host. So I didn't know anyone in Tanzania, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, just before that conversation, um, I knew I was by myself and there's like, I don't know, dozens of men in this village and some of them have got like scars on their body that thick from f killing lions, you know? And uh, oh my gosh. yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the Maasai rite of passage. As a man, you have to go and kill a lion when you're like 50. So I knew where I was and I knew I was by myself and I knew I was with in in their village there's dozens of men who kill lions they're they're pretty hardcore if i get aggressive and try and fight them i'm just gonna die so like um oh yeah i had to be quite smart and i couldn't i told them what i thought about them i you know but i didn't i wasn't like violent you know because you weren't getting like uh, overly passionate i mean if you heard the, the tone of my voice at the time you, you yeah you probably would have said oh you're very calm yeah well there's no audio in that there is there is a video where I am speaking um, and it's that same scenario but the one pinned at the top of my profile there's music over it so th there's no audio but you can see I was calm yeah um, oh no but I looked at the other one yeah 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 because you replied to yeah me. but I think the reason that video got like 10 million views and went viral is because like when the beat drops when the, or when the song drops or whatever and the way I look at them um, I was looking at them like very angrily um, yeah 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 there was someone who commented on that going like stop interfering with other people's cultures oh more than one person and then you replied oh. to one didn't you what yeah yeah ones? yeah well, there were loads of comments saying like oh leave their culture alone like you said and and uh i, I replied to one with a video reply on tiktok yeah. and it got like a million views and loads of likes and stuff uh, I just basically told this guy like you're a fucking freak like culture people so his point was leave their culture alone that's their culture that's his only argument and and it was not just him loads of people but that is not a good enough argument for me because like slavery was part of our culture mm. but we know now that it's wrong so just mm. because something is culture doesn't mean it's right um, and cultures can be very like fucked up and we shouldn't be scared to call them out on it um, without being deemed a racist yeah 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 like oh yeah loads everyone just calls people uh, racist just be yeah loads of people call me well racist people call me a colonizer can I just say as well I've met you in real life you are one of the nicest people oh. I've ever met oh you're so, so nice. kind so down to earth so I don't know where people are getting this oh from. thanks you thanks are. yeah um I think yeah sometimes when I go live on TikTok people say to me like oh you're not as nice as I thought you were in like from your videos and I think it's just because I get asked a lot of like stupid questions <laughs> or people say like, stupid things to me and I think they expect me to be really like patient with them because but, you're nice that yeah they think, yeah but no like especially on these on these topics like FGM and child marriage where it means so much to me uh, I've had blood on my hands I've nearly died and people expect me to be like really patient 
towards ignorance I'm like no fuck that if you say something stupid I'm going to tell you how fucking stupid you are so people think I'm like moody on my lives but I'm not I'm just you're passionate about it yeah yeah yeah. you're probably frustrated you're fed up hearing like this narrative and whatever yeah yeah but just going back to the your viral video what Mm. was his argument for child marriage just out of oh just simply like uh, my dad did it his dad did it my whole family does it um, the parents of the young girl aren't complaining because they're getting cows so um, it is what it is yeah so a couple of them were like open-minded and and oh really yeah 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 a couple of them what were like they say? well they were just like oh well um, one of them said <clears throat> your country is way better than my country your country has way more money than my country as in the UK yeah yeah or UK America yeah. that, that's what they were implying and and so they said if your country is so good and you guys don't do child marriage maybe we should not do child marriage either oh wow yeah yeah so, so did that give you hope did that make you feel yeah, a better yeah yeah they may well like when I walked away they may well have like laughed at me and and said like oh fuck that guy let's just carry on doing what we're doing um, that was in one particular village near Arusha um, with the Maasai tribe but uh, I've definitely had a, a huge impact on uh, a lot of people in the Kuria tribe in, in a different part of Tanzania mm. like in the Mara region um, like long term change where people have 100% changed their mentality mm. yeah I know, like the only argument that they had is basically my dad did it. What? But so the girls' families they don't care because they're getting cows. Is that literally? Yeah, yeah. Like I've met countless families, parents who, if when you're having the conversation with them, you, you would think that they don't love their daughter. Um, and some so of them. You've met them. Oh yeah, yeah. And some of them have said to me like, "It's not what you think, white man." They always say that I'm Zungu. It's not what you think, white man. Like. We love our daughter. It's just we don't have any money to to feed her. So, yeah, she's eight years old. But if this man comes along and is offering us ten cows, then we're gonna have a much better life. So, um, a lot of them claim their love for their daughters, yet they still put them through this. Um, and I'm not saying I I understand them and and that child marriage is now justified because of your poverty no way but like i i i don't agree you hear with what them. they're saying yeah 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 they're in like a lot of them in a, a real desperate situation like they don't know where their next meal is coming from so if a man comes along and is like hey here's 10 cows for your daughter for them it's like a real 50 50 whereas for us it would be 100 zero yeah like absolutely not but for them it's like a real 50 50 um what happens to the sons? Well, it's not even actually 50-50 a lot of the time. A lot of the time it's like, yeah, give us the cows. Um, the sons, oh, I mean, it's just a completely different life. Like, the sons just... So they grow up fully, like, they stay in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they might get married when they're, like, 20... In Africa, Africa's a huge continent. And I often get criticised for literally just saying the word Africa. Because people are like, why are you generalising a whole continent? Because oh, all the countries are different. Yeah, and I'm not an idiot, I'm, and I'm I'm pretty good at geography, and I, I know that there are 54 what countries. Did you get GCSE? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> but I'm fully aware that there are 54 countries in Africa. But um, Africans themselves are the first to tell you how proud they are of being African. They won't say I'm proud to be Tanzanian. They say I'm proud to be African. They, so, and um, it's a beautiful like continent. Yeah, yeah. But but the point I was I was making is. Um, Africans in general marry a lot younger than us like 
um, literally in Tanzania, if a girl is like 25 years old, um, everyone will be asking questions um, to her. And to, yeah. yeah, why are you not married? Are you a, are you a whore? Are you a prostitute? Yeah. So um, it might be the same in India. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, or I think the poorer the country, the more like traditional and the more like, well, yeah, traditional it yeah. is. And, Oh. And then what about the men? How old would they roughly be going after like an eight-year-old girl? Oh, just any age. It could be in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. I've, 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 I know personally a girl who was fifteen and she was married to a sixty-year-old. Um, oh my god! Yeah, that's not the worst. That's the biggest age gap because he was sixty that I know about. But worse is like eight years old married with thirty. I know. Yeah, I've, I've done some damage to guys like that. Yeah. I don't want to incriminate myself, but yeah. yeah don't worry. Oh my god. Yeah. Have you spoken to any? Oh, sorry, we're getting emotional. <laughs> oh, if you do, you do. I mean, it oh is what god, it is. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking, like if I was to have a daughter, like I, that would be like a no-brainer. Like I would never. Obviously, yeah, obviously, but there are so many like factors that you'd need to take into it, like you're in England so it would just never be an option mm. it would never come yeah, across like your my mind my dad like I'm like his <clears throat> princess like he would never yeah but you yeah you only know your dad I'm really not trying to justify oh no no, no 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 I know but, but you're just you, you saying only, that you only know your dad as he is but imagine if your dad didn't know where his next meal was coming from yeah. and then someone came along and offered him I'm not as I, as I keep saying I, I I fight against it I'm not justifying it but um, for for you to try and comprehend it, there's yeah. just no point doing that because you're just never going to be able to comprehend it. Yeah. Have yeah. you spoken to like a girl who was a victim of child marriage oh. and she's grown up now and she's an adult and what yeah. she thinks of it? All the time. Like, are they able to get divorces? No, 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 no. They have to run away. Yeah, um, yeah. All the time, I have those conversations with the girls. I'm with them every day in the safe house and. Well, it's not necessary. Oh, so they're all child marriages as well. I was, I thought it was just FGM. Yeah, yeah, no. The girls in the safe house that you see in my videos on my TikTok, they're FGM and child marriage go hand in hand. Right. Because for a man to for oh, these men to yeah, marry yeah, the girls, they sense. need to be cut. Um, but uh, some of them have been in child marriages outside of the the tribes that practice FGM. So FGM, uh, just to make it clear, FGM is pretty unique to the Maasai tribe, the Kuria tribe, and like a couple of other tribes. But child marriage is f like continent-wide, you know, it happens across Africa, no matter which country, which which tribe. Um, so there are loads of girls in the safe house who were in a child marriage who have not been cut because they're, they, they're from another tribe, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I speak to them all the time about it and... Uh, yeah, they, are they aware of it? Like, yeah, they yeah. They know that they're in the safe house because of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then they're, they're they're far. I was about to say they're not stupid, but that's an insult to their intelligence. They're they're the complete opposite end of the spectrum of stupid. They're like so intelligent, you know. Yeah, I see the smiles on their faces. It's like the most. Yeah. That must be the most rewarding thing ever. Like, yeah. I, I think someone on your TikTok they commented like something on your live saying. You're so rich in the heart. Yeah. You're not a materialistic guy. You don't care about. I mean, I don't know. That's absolutely fine if you care about materi mm. materialistic. But your heart is more about saving their lives. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Now, that's your priority right now in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no way I could like walk away from them now or. Go it's like a forever thing. Now you're always gonna. Go yeah, yeah. Like, I there's no way I could go like 
a year without seeing them. You know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going now again. I'm going in six days. And yeah, like, are you excited? Yeah, yeah. Aww. So excited. I told you this earlier. I was you inspired me to actually want to go this summer. So hopefully July. You're I welcome. Yeah, you go. stay with my people and. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because I love children. Yeah, We're yeah. We're talking about this. How much we love children. Yeah, yeah. They're beautiful. Like I think it's just their energy, their innocence, their purity, their honesty. Mm. They're so honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which and I love. There's yeah. no bad ill intention ever. They're just straight up. They're yeah. amazing. And if you think like kids that you know in in this country are honest, oh my god, wait till you get to Tanzania. <laughs> like they'll just they'll say to you like, "You're fat today. Why are you, yeah, yeah, why are you yeah, fat?" Yeah, yeah. And they they don't mean it in a bad no, way. No, I but, know it's just how they yeah, talk. I love yeah. it though. <clears throat> oh, bless them. Yeah. You're so welcome to come. Like stay with my people. And thank you. You're so kind. Yeah. And you could teach the girls a lot about like womanhood and like what it is to be a woman and yeah. that kind of stuff yeah oh, amazing. Yeah. you're obviously dealing with a lot of this is traumatic stuff like it's triggering it's something that means a lot to you especially us in the west where we can't even fathom how it's a thing like yeah child marriage and fgm and everything i wanted to ask you how do you deal with your emotions and your mental health and that kind of thing because obviously like i'm just trying to think like if I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night yeah people always ask me that and it's a totally valid question but my simple response is like especially when i'm there i don't uh, people say like how do you cope and i just say like i don't cope there's no there's no coping there's no process like when someone like when you ask me that question you that means that there has to be some sort of process that takes place in my head but there just isn't it's like I kind of sw- I'm very emotional like I'm yeah. s- I'm super We're emotional curious, of course. yeah I'm super emotional and I and I cry and stuff but like uh, I don't I don't have to cope because um, I just deal with the situation you know like w- if a girl is in a shit situation and she needs like pulling out or she needs even if it's just a conversation or yeah. something like that then it's not about me and my feelings and my mental health it's just about them so you have a good heart beautiful heart thank you very but much but do you not give yourself like five minutes to just have a little cry or like take some time because I, I mean, know that I would need to like I just obviously like I you know I, I don't I don't live at the safe house mm-hmm. I, I I live away from it um, but what about the drive home yeah yeah like, on the drive home like or like when I'm like laying in bed yeah of course I, I think about the things that's ha- that have happened that day and I I think about how that young little girl was crying and how she was being raped by her dad and or in a ch- or raped by her husband or whatever like um and yeah it makes me upset like i cry like plenty of times i'm like driving my car in tanzania and i like cry or i'm just laying in bed and i'm really upset but uh you don't show it in front of the girls oh i have cried in front of the yeah. girls i have yeah yeah um and when I cry, they cry so much more. Um, I don't know. They love it, you. That's yeah. why they love you. Yeah. Like the way that didn't you say that they were like crying on Facetime when? Yeah. When you were in South America, just like come back, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've mentioned the the viral TikTok that's pinned on my profile, but there's another video pinned on the t- top of my TikTok profile. Oh yes, when they're running to you. Yeah. Oh my god! Do you know when I first saw that, I was bawling really i was bawling oh. and i was showing my sister like oh mm. my gosh that's my favorite video in oh. the world like the way they're just smiling running to you like yeah. you haven't even opened the door yet and they're yeah. running yeah yeah um yeah oh, look, look at your smile <laughs> i was just thinking about it yeah that video amazingly definitely captures like 
how much they love me you can't yeah. see me in the video so you can just see like their love for me yeah. and uh yeah it's, it's amazing because there's no doubt like they definitely see me as like their hero their savior their and that obviously that word savior is very like you know because people call me i was gonna yes i was gonna ask you um, about what do you think of that oh it's just fucking uh, it's, people have been asking you that and they're like oh my god the typical white savior yeah, it makes me sick it like i first when i first used to get these comments like white savior and like and there's a page on instagram with nearly a million followers called no white saviors and they posted me on their page right next to gerard butler you know the actor gerard yeah. butler well he plays um, the character of Sam Childers who's a real guy who is in South Sudan and Uganda fighting against like child soldiers and things like that he's amazing he's a real guy anyway this Instagram page No White Saviors posted me on their page next to Gerard Butler like painting me to be this like awful colonizer and um, I think they're expecting me to like beg them to take it down and be really apologetic but I did the opposite I like reshared it and was like laughing at them like so what because you know your intention and your yeah heart. of course but like in the beginning I, I used to laugh at those accusations mm. calling me a white savior and get out of Africa a white man and stuff like that but now I, I can't laugh at it I, I take it really seriously because I once I, I sat and thought to myself hold on a minute like these young girls are getting raped every day in child marriages or they're like running away from female genital mutilation or their parents have totally rejected them I come along and literally like rescue them or or not all of them I rescue but I'm there for them if I haven't rescued them so I'm preventing child marriage and rape and FGM and then these people on the internet are calling for me to stop doing that so I now I if people accuse me of being like a white savior or stop doing what you're doing I then say to them oh you're pro rape and you're pro FGM because you're fucking sat on your sofa in like Derby in England or wherever you are in New York telling me to stop but if I stop then X amount more girls are going to be raped and and this and be like cut you know so I take it really seriously now these these comments because like people don't understand and and when it's Africans saying it they're they're probably sitting on their like flush toilet with their smartphone in their hand commenting this they've never lived they think because they're african they they have some sort of like authority over like um what is right in, in this situation they've never lived a day in the lives of of these young girls these young girls get utis every single week because of the awful toilet conditions that you know in the safe house there's 96 girls and there's one toilet and it's not a toilet it's a hole in the floor so it might sound like I'm going off track here but my point is that these what I call privileged Africans who have a smartphone in their hands and they're able to reply to to my comments they don't understand they've never lived a day in the lives of, of these young girls so um, uh, yeah I just people who call me a white savior and this and that they they're uh, it's like the very people who claim to be the most anti-racist are the most racist themselves because they're, they're judge they're painting everyone with the same brush based off the color of my skin or, or our skin you know so they just look at my skin and they automatically label me like white savior or mm. whatever um but i always invite them to to come and see what i do and i always invite them to come and speak to the girls and i said like come and tell the girls what an idiot you think i am and how i'm so awful they will literally spit in your face at like they I, they love me like they will slap you and chase you with a knife 
because that's how much they love me you know like yeah <laughs> oh my god you are educating people on this i didn't know too much about female genital mutation before you yeah I knew about the child marriage, obviously, but I didn't like. So you're educating people like that. So mm. who cares about the white savior thing? Would you rather like not go and help them? Yeah, exactly. Like, and do they think it's because you're plastering it all over social media? But in my opinion, you're bringing awareness. Yeah. Oh, that that whole point is crazy to me. Like when people say, "Why do you need to put it on social media? Yeah. Why can't you just do it?" I'm like, that makes no fucking sense because. If, if that is your logical way of thinking, then why do we have news channels? Yeah. Like, why do you watch the news, like, uh, or the earthquake that recently happened in Turkey, or any disaster, like 9-11, any, anything in the world? Like, why, why, why do people care so much about, not why do people care, but it was really important to put the Turkey earthquake on the news or on social media. Mm. It had, like, it's probably got billions of shares now or, or views on TikTok, mm. the whole Turkey and Syria earthquake. And it's so important that that gets put on social media because then people can donate and, mm. and like, help rebuild the lives of these people. So the whole argument of, like, why do you put it on social media is just the most stupid thing in the world. Like, it's 2023. We, we live in a social media world. Yeah. Like, if, and it's your platform. You can do it. Yeah, right. yeah. And if I don't share this stuff, then you're never going to hear about it. So, yeah. Like, would you rather see somebody helping with female genital mutilation or just like another first trip or something yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. yeah also you know at the safe house i was going to quickly ask as well it's probably one of my last questions is do you ever get people who are so for female genital mutilation or for child marriage and they come and sort of maybe attack or threaten the safe house or um no but we do we have had like um brothers or uncles or dads or husbands of the girls come to try and get their girls back or like they send someone to like spy on because the, the girls have to leave the safe house to go to school and to fetch water and things mm -hmm. like that so um yeah i i noticed a few times like people spying and stuff so oh i chase them with my machete but yeah like they do come but it's not often it's not it's not a regular thing and do the girls ever miss their dads and brothers or mm. mum what about mums uh it's difficult every girl's case is different um but some girls like totally forgive their parents for what they did to them like selling them i, I call it selling um uh, and some girls don't and uh i'm i'm not religious or anything like that i don't come from like a judeo-christian mm. background so i don't believe in forgiveness uh, i i don't i don't forgive. no second chances yeah so there's there have been times and people may not like this but there have been times where i've been speaking to the girls and and they tell me like oh, i forgive my parents for what they did to me or i forgive my rapist and uh and i'm like and i say to them like why do you forgive like you shouldn't forgive him like um and people might think i'm wrong to advise the girls to not forgive um, especially if people are like Christian watching this or whatever, but um, it's it's hard. Like each it's girl's, you feel so strongly about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Each girl's case is different, um, but no, a lot of the girls are, are very strong, and they're like, no, uh, fuck my parents. Like they sold, wow. they, yeah, they sold me like for cows. So oh yeah. Gosh. Thank you so much for your time. I think the work that you're doing is incredible. You have such a huge heart and. Thank you so much for educating people like myself and everyone else online. Like you've got so many followers and stuff. So, yeah, bringing awareness just shows, like, everything that you're doing. So, thank you. Oh, no, thank you for having me on. Like, um, 
you know it's a great opportunity to to kind of educate and and share what I do so I really appreciate you having yeah, me on. Thank you yeah. so much. How long are you? So it's a forever thing then. We're going to keep going back. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Like I think I I said earlier, I definitely can't go like a year without being in Tanzania and seeing the girls. And obviously they're all going to grow up at some point, yeah. but there'll be new girls and um, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Would you take your children there as well? Oh, one million percent. They'll be out there for ages. Like I want, I want to just give my kids to my people out there and just let them raise them for a bit. You know, because they'll that there's these kids in Tanzania in Africa Mm. grow still grow up like the way they should. You know, getting dirty and. Not, oh yeah, of course. I've iPhone. said the same thing. I don't want them to touch any phones, yeah. iPads, they yeah, need to be outside. Yeah, yeah. Like we were probably one of the last years to have like, yeah, yeah. no yeah. social media, which I can't imagine growing up with social media. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. We thank had it, you like, so much. No, thank you. You were honestly one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Like Aww. you were so sweet, so kind, <laughs> and like it's not like a online persona like this is genuinely what you're like like you've got such a huge heart oh you're so nice thank you thank you so much